welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down one movie franchise, one movie at a time. This week we get to pick, I got to pick a new franchise, the second time of all year for me. You know, I feel like I'm getting the short end here, but I digress. We'll be talking about the Major League franchises. We're starting with the first one, Major League. I'm your host, Joseph Lussell. I'm alongside with Ricky Marcelli. I mean, you know that Keith and I have only also picked two apiece, right? No, you don't know math. I know math. I don't know. I know my numbers. Um, and uh, coming in uh, on deck, see what I did there. Uh, one, Keith Swatlin. On deck, huh? That was pretty good. Thank you. No, the that was funnier than any bit I could have possibly dreamed of. <laughs> so I'm just useless now. I'm just a broken shell of a set. Yeah, a broken man. shell. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to a... backdoor a love story into the movie that doesn't need to be there right now? <laughs> yeah, that was just a. Wait, I... well, all your bits about as um on point as the love story in the movie. Oh yeah, that was that's also funny. No, um. I was about to ask: Was there an infield fly rule in this in this movie situation? Uh, no. Oh, there was just okay. Never mind. I was watching baseball on TV a few days ago, and there was an infield fly thing. So oh. I figured I'd tell that story. That's a pretty good story. Hey, that, <laughs> you know when you've got a story about the inf- infield fly rule, you've uh, you got to tell it. It's probably I... the sexiest rule in baseball. The infield <laughs> fly and the balk, I still yeah. don't understand. <laughs> Um, like to this day, I, have I to don't. And and even you can you think. can tell me the rules. You can tell me how they go, and I'm just go, yep. And then a day later, I'll be like, I got nothing again here. Um, the infield fly rule is to prevent teams from intentionally dropping the ball to get an extra out. So if there's multiple but, runners on base, but the best and there's thing a is pop that, up in the infield, they call you, an infield fly for an automatic out. You can tell me that, but then I can watch it in a day later when someone does it in for a flight and then get the double play out of it, you know? So uh, I digress. They should allow so, Bach, the Bocking or however you say it, because, like, they, I, the pitcher should be allowed to do more acting. Isn't it isn't like a Bach where you, like, pretend to pitch and then actually throw? You, well, like, yeah, you Bach is foot... where you make a move to home yeah. plate and then throw off to another base. Yeah, yeah, that, that should be allowed. <laughs> Uh, last year in a Padres uh, Dodgers game, since they went like 17 innings, they got to the Dodgers started to get to the strategic way. Uh, so they started intentionally balking, <laughs> like legitimately, like setting up and then just dropping the ball. Like, oops, I dropped it. And then, yeah, the, to get to like the, the, the shittier player. Um, but all this baseball talk we're talking about major league came out in 1989 april 7th rated r a run time of one hour and 47 minutes directed by david s ward uh he's directed uh movies such as 1991's uh king ralph it's the john goodman one when he becomes the king of england john goodman uh, the sequel, when we get to talk about next week, the Major League Two, and 1996's Down Periscope. It's not a bad list. Down Periscope. I remember I, I liked that one. Yeah. Uh, movie stars Tom Berenger, Charlie Sheen, Corbin Burnson, Margaret, Margaret Witten, James Gammon, Ren Russo, Rusty Snipes, and Dennis Haysbert, and Bob Eucher. It's a pretty loaded cast. It really is. Who was that 
pitcher guy that was sort of like the he was like the older guy kind of down on his luck uh cecily cecily ross oh, uh you awesome. may know him from uh he's in bill and ted's bogus adventure keith he's the colonel that you would know oh, him from okay 100 you said yes ross you would know him from that 100 percent. all right no, I, I, I found a different Cecily Ross. <laughs> oh, and what's her films about? I mean, <laughs> no, she's an author, um, award-winning writer, and uh, and editor who has worked uh, at the Globe and the Mail, McLean's, Harrowsmith, the Coburg Star, and the Peterborough Examiner. So, uh, good job, Cecily Ross. There you go, Cecily. I'm gonna start a hey. podcast about Cecily Ross. Three cheers for Cecily. <laughs> All right. Um Keith, have you seen this? Have you seen Major League Keith? I'm trying to I think I it's it's one of those like ones I absorbed in bits and pieces on TNT over the years. Uh-huh. But as as a kid, I was obsessed with Major League Two. So that yep. was one of my like and I'm pretty sure I never saw this one because there was, I I had my baseball phase when I was younger. And um I remember like I watched Major League Two over and over and over again. I was obsessed with Wild Thing. But this movie, I'm pretty sure I never watched because it was rated R. <laughs> Is the second one not rated R? No. PG-13. Yeah. Oh, God. No, it, it's it's about to go downhill pretty fast, I think. But um, This one's a super soft R, too, because it's just because of the fucks. Yeah, yeah they just say some yeah. F words. And, um, and blow me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah other yeah, than yeah. that, other, other than like some uh, some foul language, this is a soft, soft. Mm-hmm. Radar. There's some PG-13 movies nowadays that gets away with this vulgar. And it's like, yeah. Um, Rick, you've probably seen this, right? Oh, I've seen, I've seen one more than I've seen two, but I've seen both quite a bit to the point where I thought there was way more to this movie than there, because I mean it's been a hot minute since I've watched <laughs> it. I thought there was way more to this movie than it was, and it, it's one of the first times I've gone back to watch a movie and been like, oh. That's that's the movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it felt a little light on content, if I'm honest. In in a way, yeah. Um, I think I'm with you guys. The fact that I feel like I've seen I've seen two more than I've seen this one more, but I've seen this multiple times. But I feel like seeing two a lot more, and then Wild Thing, and um, then it's like rewatching this movie, and I'm like, huh. That's pretty simple, basic plot line we have here, and like, not really much of, huh? Okay, waste a bunch of time on a stupid love story that doesn't need to be there or furthers anything about the actual movie. And it blows my mind, like looking at, like, thinking of the people in this movie, and now realizing, looking like at the posters, looking at all that, it's like your main three selling people. Are Tom Berenger, Charlie Sheen, and Corbin Bernstein, the dad from Psych? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, but it has like Wesley Snipes, Renee Russo, and and it's just like, nope, those are our three selling points for this movie. Well, I mean, it's late '80s, so Tom Berenger is yeah. like, he's yeah, massive. He, yeah. Boy, he's funny looking. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I mean, he's also the main character of this movie. I mean, yeah, he, he yeah, is yeah. the main character, and, and I think, and I think, growing up, that's why, like, it's that thing of Major League Two, and 
you know, Charlie Sheen being a bigger name. And when the, the, the next movie comes out in 1994, so in five years. So then Charlie Sheen's the big deal. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it's, it's him like, and Snipes are the main characters in the next one. If Snipes is in the movie, because he's not. Um, oh, the is he not in yeah. two? No. Oh, we're, weird. We're, we're getting into that. Cast him. Yes, they do. Let's <laughs> oh, say they. I know the oh, character no, is in two. <laughs> they read this. They just recast him, and they portray it like nothing happens. Classic. Don't worry about it. Yeah, the, That's such an eighties, nineties thing to just the, recast a main character yeah, and just keep yeah. him as that character. Hey, like, but like man to his ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, without yeah, uh, like yeah, because Ber- Berenger was in Platoon. And he was in a ton more movies after, uh, before and way after. So, uh, like, you know, him being in Platoon, what other movie? Uh, a lot of other movies I've never heard of, but it's just, you know, Sniper. I've heard of that one. Um, it's weird. Tom Berenger is a huge name that if I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that dude's a movie star. But nine <laughs> times out of ten, if you just gave me a picture, like a set of pictures, like, hey, pick out Tom Berenger. Couldn't fucking do it. Like he's an inception, and I do not remember him at all being an inception. And Keith Lock just gives you that same thing. He's an inception. (laughs) But you hear Tom Berenger, and you're like, "Yeah, that dude's super famous. He's been in a ton of things." Yep. (laughs) Name me, name me one. Like uh, Major League. Okay, name me a second one. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, you know Tom Berenger. He's been in stuff. You know that one movie. It's Tom. Everyone knows Tom Berenger. It's like he is he the guy from American Ninja? It's like, uh, no, that's the different guy that looks almost like Tom Berenger. Well, I, I I was making fun of the way Tom Berenger looks earlier. He has like such an eighties like shape to him. He just looks like the nineteen like is physically the nineteen eighties. Tom Berenger is nineteen eighties hot. You know, what I mean, like <laughs> yeah. that's what people think is you know attractive <laughs> in the eighties, and now you look silly hair. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, good on him. <laughs> good on him. Good for Tom. Hey, give it up for Tom. Um, <laughs> so let's get into this movie. Rick, want to give us the plot? Boys and girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading to the plot to Major League. The owner of the Cleveland Indians has tragically passed away, and his um bimbo showgirl of a wife has now taken over ownership of the Cleveland Indians. And, well... She hates Cleveland, and I mean, let's be honest, folks, who doesn't? Who would possibly want to live in fucking Cleveland, Ohio? So she's trying to relocate the team to Miami because apparently at 1989, there is not already a baseball team in Miami. Who knew? But to do that, she needs to break the lease they have with the city. So she needs to lower attendance below 7,000 per game. So the best way to do that is to create the worst team possible so that even Cleveland Ohioans won't want to go to the game. So she puts together a ragtag team of nobodies to be bottom dwellers. But can this ragtag team bring it together? Can they win one for the Gipper? Find out all this and more in Major League. Um. I gotta say, one of the funny things I liked about this movie is the scene of opening day, and since the idea is them to, you know, let's make this team terrible, let's move them out. And opening day, when they have 
when the Indians when they come when the players come out to the field and like, hey, let's give it up for the like, give it up for the guys, and like you just hear like the announcing. <laughs> you hear them? Oh yeah! And like you just like then they show like the wide shot and there's like, you know, I you know I'll be on a couple thousand people. Well, the humor style is so odd in this movie. It it would bounce back and forth between like bone dry and then like silly almost like monty python kind of shit and they just kind of switched back and forth and i kind of enjoyed it like this the the overall like style of humor i thought like the old like the 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 announcers that are like incompetent or drunk or like hate each bob other Uecker? bob yeah, like, Uecker the... is legitimately like <laughs> he's probably the first or second person you think of when you think of major league because he's so iconic to the movies and then yep. like so many movies I'm assuming Major League didn't invent the bit, but like the silly sports announcer is such a funny bit that like movies have been doing for years and years and years and years and years, and, years, and it always hits. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, so Bob Uecker, uh, who plays Harry Doyle, uh, the announcer, I mean, the director saw him as when he did Miller Light ads back in the day, for, and uh, he was on Mr. Belvedere, and he's like, I want you to be my, my funny commentary person well fun fact keith and to this day he is still the milwaukee brewers radio play-by-play and he was he was the he was the radio broadcaster for 20 years prior to uh being try 20 years prior to the movie so it's just that funny thing like he knows baseball he 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 was hired on for his acting and then once the director found out, he's just like, oh, you, you actually do baseball? It's like, okay, we got something here. <laughs> Classic. The, the bit with the, the Jack Daniels bottle thing cracks me up. They're just bored getting wasted. <laughs> They're talking about uh, the Jack like Daniels stuff was improvised. Um, <laughs> the just a bit outside, which is one of the most common saying words for baseball. And <laughs> I still, and it's, to me, that's one of those lines that if you can say it a hundred times and it still won't get old. <laughs> uh improvised <laughs> nice um but yeah bobby uecker he, you know he still is the show for you know the what 15 minutes he's on yeah i mean he's easily one of the most iconic characters in the movie yeah, yeah. um but i th- uh so the fun fact about you know this movie about the premise of a team being moved or was it this movie was inspired by real life because in 1970s the twins were going to try and get moved to um i want to say where is it florida they were in the their negotiation to construct the metrodome and um they just thought a way to and they thought of the way to get the home attendance uh under for three consecutive years and then they, they can get out of their lease and that's how they that's what they came up with however twins lost 102 in the first year uh then 92 and then the year after uh, attendance was under 900,000 for each of their seasons but then a group of investors from tampa bought 42 percent of the team and the twins were on the verge uh to move um but they changed it around and they uh, got remained and then we got the Tampa Bay, Tampa Ray, you know, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, the Rays, all that good stuff. Also, Keith, uh, 1995, same situation. You know, with what team? I'm I don't gonna call know. It, 
I'm only calling out because you went to a couple of their games. What, the Mariners? Yeah. Where were they going to move? Uh, let me see if I can find that. But the Mariners were also going to be – was one of those teams that they were on the verge of moving. Um, uh, roughly uh, Mariners situation 95 with a history revolving door, absentee ownership, more concerned with the bottom line than the championships <laughs> and the ever-present threat of relocation. Miami was the usual option to the Marlins were created in 95. Uh, uh, the suitor was Tampa Bay and the Mariners departed seemed imminent. However, the 95 Mariners went on an unprecedented uh, run tying the angels on the last day of the season, forcing a one game playoff after winning that, uh, that game. And in the fifth and signed playoffs versus the Yankees dynasty, Seattle's ace, Randy Johnson comes in a la wild thing, save the game. <laughs> and then the Edgar Martinez iconic double down the left field line. Man, so I think if the Mariners didn't win out, they would have been moved to Tampa or Miami. Crazy. I want this. I think this shows that sports owners are just the worst. Oh, they are. <laughs> You're telling me sport. overly rich people who can buy things just as toys aren't good people. <laughs> Although, okay, yes, on that topic, like this movie was incredibly simple, and I partly appreciated that because. There was like the, that old like 80s, 90s movies thing that was really popular, like the slobs versus the snobs. Like that's um, many, many movies. And I appreciated that in this movie. It was just like the simple like working class versus the ruling rich folk class. And like it was just like a, a really simple battle. And it was just, it was, yeah, like the. Except the, she, it's not like she was even really the rich class. Like she was just a showgirl who got a ton of money. So like. She didn't even feel like a rich snob. She just felt like a sudden rich bitch. <laughs> well, I think that she rep to me the like it it represented like like snobby snobby wealthy people. That was that that was how it came across. Like with the with the owners and trying to beat like beat them and that like they're not looking out. Yeah, like in that article they they're not, they aren't looking out for the championships. They're looking out for the bottom line. Like they're not they're not out for the people. But I thought uh, it was fun. Yeah. One of the things for me about like even watching the movies, I always, for some reason growing up, I always missed the first um like first scene, like the first couple scenes of training, spring training of them, <laughs> like, all right, we gotta name these people and we're going to, you know, recruit we'll have them bring them spring training. Like one of them's dead. Well then check them off the list. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> but like the idea of uh, really May Hayes, Rusty Snipes' character, just showing up. Like, is he on the list? It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. Um, the scene of him driving up into in his like limo bug with the limo uh, yeah. thing on the front, and he drives away and he waves his uh, his uh, I don't know handkerchief. Um, that's he did that because that was a signal to bring uh Charlie Sheen on set on the scene. <laughs> like that's the signal. I, I'm leaving, you show up now on your motorcycle. Um I don't know. I just like I just like that scene of him being uh Rusty Snipes character being uh taken out of the spring training locker room bedroom where they reside at. Yeah. And well, what's his line that says before that? It was like, I'm about to put on a clinic. Yeah. <laughs> And then he wakes up during them doing sprinting, like shit. I'm already cut. Um, 
fun fact, Rusty Snipes isn't as fast as he looks. So yeah. that's why he, every time you see him running, uh, it's in slow motion. Oh, that's um, he, funny. he also can't throw a ball, so you can never <laughs> see him. You never saw him oh. throw a ball. Dude, just in general, like, oddly enough, it felt like Charlie Sheen was the only one who kind of learned how to try and look like oh. a baseball player. Yeah, he played baseball. Uh, Sheen played baseball in uh, high school. Well, that would explain that. Because, like, <laughs> the old-timey pitcher, like, I don't know how he was throwing, but it looked awful every it looked, time it looked so he looked like it looked like he was throwing it like he was playing catch with his kid in the backyard yeah <laughs> um i don't know if you heard a uh, fun fact here um charlie sheen uh, did play baseball in high school however he did uh, decide to he wanted to bulk up by using steroids Sick. baby <laughs> classic Tiger um charlie sheen uh was a high school pitcher who was offered a baseball scholarship to kansas um, he said that he could throw in the high 80s, so it made it easier for him to simulate a fastball in the film. It was very funny how they're like, Oh my god, he can throw 96, but like nowadays, every fucking pitcher can throw 96. And 96 <laughs> is now a like a slider or splitter, it's, just, it's not a fastball anymore, it's just um. It's that craziness of just like how trend, how the game has changed to 101. Holy hell! To the today, 101 is still a holy hell, but like, it, you know, two out of five pitchers can now throw it now instead of <laughs> one out of five. I was also very confused. Like, is he a starter? Is he a reliever? Because like. Oh yeah, the movie didn't know. <laughs> I think they would he's bring a him starter. In and relief constantly, but then they were also like, "Sorry, I know it's your time in the rotation, but you're not a start." But we're gonna go with the old guy. <laughs> I think. And I'm just like, what? What the fuck is he? He, I think he's the um, like the Randy Johnson of like when big games happen. Like he's the he's a starter ninety percent of the times, but when the big game happens, or or you know. He right, has but to come he in really... started the season as a reliever because his first outing was when he got yeah. put in against the Yankees to give up the four walks and then the home run. It's are possible. You like, are you allowed to put in a starter as a reliever? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you can yeah. put anyone into a, any of your pitchers can come but, in at any time. Yeah. It's just usually you don't because, you know, they need the rest for yeah, their yeah. arms. Look at the did it's the late 80s and pitchers aren't what pitchers are now that I'm kind of basing it off in my brain. But yeah. Look at uh, the 01 Diamondbacks. They had Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson come out back to back in one game. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's the like yeah, they, can do, they can do whatever they want. You can do whatever you want. You just dependent depending on your pitcher's arm and how they feel the next day. I mean, that's what to... happened for the Giants in one of their World Series wins is Madison Bumgarner came in to shut down an inning or two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's that crazy thing for the uh. With, I don't know. I feel like he was a reliever, and then like next week, yeah, you know, what you're saying, Rick, there's no continuation of he was a reliever in game one. Game two, he's coming out. He did what six strong innings, you know, and, and then uh, you're not the starter, and then you're the closer. But you know, that's just how the movie, uh, also, I don't know if it's just the late 80s, but the whole thing of like suddenly he can see and know how to pitch is just that oh, he that needs funny. glasses. <laughs> I was like, what the? F 
Like I, I know it's coming, but it's still so fucking cheesy. I, I caught it this time. The fact that um, he was squinting. <laughs> he was squinting the entire movie. Yeah. Like I didn't. I've never picked that up. Well, because I'm not really paying that much attention to the movie. But <laughs> like not that important. <laughs> yeah, it's not that important. But watching it this time, I'm like, oh, he's squinting like the entire movie. And then when they're at the fancy restaurant and he, you know, and he's just looking at it, it's like, what the hell is this? I'm like, okay, he just can't read, period. <laughs> so that's yeah, why basically I mean, he's a baseball player. I don't know where Charlie Sheen is at in his career right now, but it was he was a bit rough in this movie. It wasn't like I've seen Charlie Sheen act better than Charlie Sheen was acting in this movie. Uh, in this time frame, Charlie Sheen. I'm curious what like, what are like, Charlie Sheen's biggest movie? Like he was in. Uh, uh, he did Red Dawn in '84. That's a big he one. Did Lucas, the football movie, uh, in '86. He did Ferris Bueller's in '86. He did The Wraith in '86, which we he's did in on Ferris the... Bueller. Yeah, he's the kid, the co- uh, cop. Uh, he's oh. the boy in the police. Uh, station. God, I didn't. I'll be honest. I'm with Keith on this one. I don't. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh the Wraith, which we, you we did on the uh the uh Q uh eighty six, platoon in eighty six. He did oh, Wall Street platoon. Okay. He did Wall Street in eighty seven, Young oh, Guns yeah. in eighty eight, Eight Man Out, the other baseball movie in eighty eight, and then he did Major League. Okay, so this so he's is already kinda... like he's already in his Yeah, this is the beginning of him, you know? Man, but he just felt super rough in this movie to me. Like he just he felt out of place sometimes when he was acting. Like it felt like he was just reading lines at times. Like he didn't feel very natural. Yeah, I think that's funny. I can see what you're talking about there. But he was. I, I liked like the look they came up with him and those like goofy ass earrings and the goofy ass haircut. <laughs> I was so like distracted by his persona that like I I didn't mind so much like him reading lines poorly maybe. But I, like, I mean, no, he wasn't. It's not like he's awful or wrecks the yeah. movie or anything. I'm just like, man, he's just doesn't feel locked because like, to me wesley snipes is fucking locked in in this movie oh, wesley snipes is amazing in this movie yeah. and oh, then obviously euchre um serrano is locked in in this movie like and i didn't realize like that dude's a, like has a long i didn't realize who that was till i checked the imdb cast i'm like wait that's that guy <laughs> Well, it's sad that, like, honestly, I know him more from um, Major League, but everybody else is Wall Street. Yeah, I mean, uh, not uh, uh, the insurance, Allstate. Yeah, he's a commercial guy. But wasn't he's also in um, 24, right? He's the president in 24. He's the president in 24. Um, that's like, I haven't even watched 24, and that's the one that, like, locks in on my mind was that he's the president <laughs> in 24. He's in Heat. He's in um, heat. Yes. Wow. Damn, I don't remember that. That's mad. I mean, that dude has a very long career. And what we've learned is that when you're like a main commercial or a main, uh, yeah, commercial person, you make a ton of money. <laughs> like uh, the yeah, AT&T he... chick who gets like sexually assaulted online constantly has made a ton of money by being the AT&T chick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he, I'll bet, like, he... I'll, I'll bet like Flo does good. <laughs> oh yeah, Flo was like rich AF, and now it's, uh, Jake from State Farm. Yeah, yeah, he was a uh, he started uh, Dennis Hay- Hayes. Bur- he started in '78, and he's still going to this day. 
Wow. He also like barely looks like he's aged a day. No. I know. <laughs> I, it's that crazy thing. He's in three, he's in four movies I know, and they're all baseball movies. Cause he's in all three he, he's in all three major leagues, but he's also in Mr. Wow. Baseball. <laughs> Tom Selleck one. You haven't watched God, that. That's, that's I love one. Mr. Baseball. That's a great one. Yeah. I haven't watched that movie in forever. Yeah. Uh, also, I like, you know, like I like the entire cast. It's like that fun fact of like, you know, you know them now, but like watching it then, like they're bigger at the time. But for us, you know, uh, we're two or three. And just like seeing, you know, Kerbin Burnson, just like for us, 90% of us were like, yeah, he's the dad from Psych. <laughs> but like it was, he was actually like it didn't click for me at first. I was like, that guy looks really familiar. What do I know him from? And then I checked the IMDb. I'm like, oh, okay. Like he's a he was a big star at the time in the 80s because he was on uh I wanna he was on a what is it? He was on a big um like TV show, LA Law. Oh yeah, I mean LA Law was massive. Yeah, that and that was an eighty. That started in eighty six. So this is even before the, this movie came out. But then and even though have, she was giving an absolute shit role in the movie, Renee Russo acted her ass off for what she was given. <laughs> yeah. that's like that, one thing I forgot about the movie is this this the plot line of you know of the movie. And like again, we you know watching Major League Two, you think that Ricky Vaughn is the more of the main protagonist but it's like no it's jake taylor and his love story has to be included in this movie by the way there is a deleted scene of them getting married oh that was supposed to be that was supposed to be after the final game that'd be such a weird way to end the fucking Mm -hmm. movie instead of what they did that'd be so bizarre yeah it's like it's like yeah they got they 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 won. They're going to the World Series, but let's ignore that well, and let's just talk to about the World Series. Oh, the... They're going to the uh, American League Championship. Yeah, the American League Champ. But no, because remember they lose to the like after all this, they lose to the White Sox and don't go to the series. Yeah, but let's um, let's finish the movie off with a uh, wedding. Maybe you know, it's like no, no, we're good. We're good. God, her and Jake Taylor were not good people. Like as she like talked about their former life where he was just like fucking everything with a skirt. And then she just like that was so depressing. He like (laughs) sweet talks her a little bit and they start boning while she's engaged. I'm like, you are not good people. I don't I don't I didn't like the storyline because it was sketchy as hell too of like Hey, I don't know. Uh, hey, I need your number. I'm not leaving until you give me your number. Oh, oh here's the number. Yeah. And gives her a fake number. And, he, and then he's talking to uh, Willie May Hayes. And like, hey, how can I get her? Just follow oh. her. Just, yeah. just tell <laughs> yeah. her. Just straight up stalk her, bro. It's fine. And then they do. Just, and just then trust like, me. She wants it. <laughs> then, yeah. You know, she wants it hard. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, she's at the uh, boyfriend's house. And. That's like an awkward five minute scene of just him, like, yep, I'm here. You know, what's funny uh, is they try to make the boyfriend out to be like this douchey guy. And I'm like, I'm going to be honest, he's probably the good person in this situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where is it? They were talking about like the minimum, like the minimum of uh, he, like how much he makes. And yeah, stuff. He makes the league minimum. And at the time, the minimum was, oh, here it is. At the time, it was sixty-eight thousand, 
God, average, could you imagine that now? That's average so household back then. <laughs> average household's income in 1990 was roughly thirty thousand. Yeah, so it was a double the average household income <laughs> at that time. So it's like right, he's not doing that minimum bad for him. now. Is like triple digits. Yeah. Um, but no, I did not like the. Um, I mean, six digits, triple digits, six digits. I mean, they kind of had to have something just because it's like the simple structure of the sports movie is they like get a ragtag group they, and they beat the odds. But so they needed to have, I think they could have focused a little bit less on it. But like, yeah. they need to. I mean, something. honestly, the whole Dorn fucking some rando and then Dorn's wife fucking wild thing was more interesting than any part of the love story. That was Dorn. so funny. By the way, uh, <laughs> by the, way uh, the MOB minimum salary in 2021 stood at. A handsome five hundred seventy thousand. Jesus Christ! Quite Thanks. a bit above double uh, the medium income of people yeah, nowadays. Yeah. Um, I forgot that Dorn's wife slept with Ricky Vaughn. Oh, I, that's like one of the most iconic scenes of the movie for me because I just, it, I mean, I was very into this movie in like an informative age, so I remembered the tight red dress moment. Yeah. That was good. I, that was a good tra- moment. <laughs> and then she leaves by Jake and I swear to God, I did not know. Easily the best acted scene by Charlie Sheen in the movie, yes. probably because he was used to that type of scene of not yeah. having the name of a lady he was boning. He's like, and Oh yeah, I've been here before. Yeah, he's he's done that role multiple times. I like, like, oh, yeah, and I, I, don't I, know. I like when he's like Dorn. 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 He's like, that, that name sounds familiar. Uh but no, you know, it's like I like it's you know I I I enjoyed it. I had fun doing this movie. I like the idea of um, you know the Dorn showing up with his uh guaranteed con- his guaranteed contract and showing up with golf clubs and Pedro yeah, yeah. still in the golf he- cover head. He's like, you play golf? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Then like he just steals it because he needs the bat to be on fire for Yabu. I like to. Behringer's like cool leadership moment when he the uh, when uh, Charlie Sheen was like, hey, he totally like botched that play on purpose. And then he when yeah. he like approaches him later about it. I, I, like, I will fucking feed you your yeah. balls. That was cool. Yeah, he was like a like a like a daddy character to Charlie Sheen. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, oh, man, I, uh... this movie did not age well. No, Mainly no. <laughs> with the whole being the Cleveland Indians thing. Yeah. Like. Especially- it was hard to watch it because every fucking reference was like, welcome to the reservation. Oh, they're off the reservation. And they said like, oh, they're about to scalp the Yankees. <laughs> and like, then like the fuck. And then the uh, um, when they do the, the cel- celebration and stuff, yep, yep, and the, yep. the announcers were in like a full Native American get up. Yeah. You're like, oy, oh, oy. my God, that part where he's like, I'm here at the hotel. Dressed up like a fucking oh my god! I was like, oh okay, and just the people who were in the outfield the whole game, oh, with like a TP set up and in makeup the whole time. I'm like, but you know, but I, but that oh, was yeah. real. That but that was real too at the time. Like yeah. there are oh, they mean, were, yeah, fa- yeah. It's, but it it, it doesn't dumb. age well, so it's kind of yeah. hard. Like watching it now, I'm like, ooh. Uh, so for this movie, they couldn't they couldn't schedule between the real team and then the Browns because they've used the same fo- the same uh, stadium at the time. So this most of this movie was filmed in Milwaukee. Oh, oh really? that's funny. 
Yeah, so they filmed most of the movie in Milwaukee. Um, so because uh, the joke is most of the parent final because if you watch the final game again, all of them are wearing long sleeves and jackets to indicate cool fall night when it's still the summer of 90, 90 89, oh, 88. Yeah. So it's just like it's a small thing, but who were note, you know, you're not yeah. you're not really paying attention to what why are they wearing uh you know long sleeves at this time? It's like whatever. <laughs> um, uh did anyone else notice the um bit role played by someone who would be a famous member of a future franchise or a future TV franchise. He was wearing the hard hat. He was oh, a yeah, construction yeah. worker. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know who it is. Keith, did you notice who it was? Who? From a beloved TV sitcom? What was that? It was the janitor. Neil Flynn. It's his first movie role. I didn't notice it until halfway through the movie. I'm like, holy shit, it's the janitor. Janitor from what? Scrubs. Scrubs. Oh. oh yeah, he plays it. the nope. dad in another show after that I didn't watch. Uh no this yeah this was his first filming role so uh I I think it's fun like just because the the beginning of the movie they show the montage of how like well we've gone thirty years and just we're bad and then like all the player all the fans like they're gonna be shit and then like even the oh those bits were funny <laughs> like the jap even like the 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 Japanese uh crew grounds crew they're still shitty they're <laughs> shitty I loved the. Like that was like the little montage bits where they showed the city, like especially like the, like just the like the vibe of Cleveland and everyone loved it. Everyone's a big Cleveland Indians fan, but I like the. It reminded me of uh, Beverly Hills Cop opening, but like the, the heat is lo- on. Yeah, with like the love letter to Detroit, and then this one had like a love letter to Cleveland. Like this was the, this the music. was yeah yeah. I yeah. I appreciated the like it was like a really cool Randy Newman song and like lots of cool footage of the city. That was it was a nice opening. They that's what they they the director purposely did that. Mm-hmm. So um, but yeah, it th- you know this this movie is fun. You know the idea of you know the I like the stuff of them. They're like, hey, if we, you know, the cheesy thing of they have the owners cut out and every when they take a piece oh, of clothing yeah. off, <laughs> and it's just like I like the fact like, hey, these guys are they they've won two games in a row. How can we, you know, lower their standards? I got it. We'll get rid of the plane they use and use the like r- ratchety one that could blow up at any time. That was funny. Yeah. I like that they, they had the duct tape hanging off the wing. <laughs> yeah. And then like this line of from uh, Rusty Snipes, it's like, uh, uh, attendant, can I get something? And, like Charlie Sheen looks and like, there's no attendant on plane. You know, it's just like, is there a pilot? I wonder if there's any pilots. Is there, is there even a pilot? Um, I think one yeah. thing that bugged me though was that apparently the team was just seven people. <laughs> yeah, <Yep. right. laughs> yeah. Like we got no introduction to any of the other members. Someone spoke Spanish because there was constantly Spanish going on in the movie, but we were never introduced to the character. <laughs> I like I like the the manager Lou. Oh, he was um, great. Lou is great. I, I love that. I love it when he gets the phone call. And he's like, "Yeah, go fuck yourself." I right, hangs up. It's like, "Hold on, I got someone on the other line looking for some pearlies." Yeah, I I like there's like the funny things I like in these type of like any movie. And it's like when you hear you get a phone call from someone big or so like when someone talks about how though they got a phone call from such and such. I didn't believe him, so I hung up. 
You know, like a lot of actors do that when they get the phone call from the director, like, hey, you got the movie yeah. role. And they're like, no, no, I don't. You know, <laughs> you know, Keith, you better not call me again. Please hang, you know, hang up. So, I mean, it's also weird that the whole premise of the movie was she put together like the most crap team ever. But even that she failed at because even before their whole like, let's just win the whole damn thing bit, they were still a 500 ball club. So like they weren't garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh my, that part, though, where they're like, well, we'll just win the whole thing while we're at 500 by winning 32. Because, like, you think there's a lot left to the season? There are 121 games in. They only had 41 games left to win those 32 games. So they went 32 and nine to finish the season to somehow get into that playoff. To get the wild card? <laughs> no, because at this time, yeah. there was the four divisions yeah. two in each league and the top team from each division then played in the American League Championship and National mm-hmm. League Championship to then go to the world because that's why the pennant used to be big winning the pennant means you won your division mm-hmm. and then it was a f- five years after this that we got what the current setup is now yeah it's like you're, you're right with the team because it's like I like the fact with Charlie Sheet with Ricky Vaughn throwing the heater Ricky uh, the you know, like he's in a state prison because he's playing for you know he's playing for them. Pedro, he he can hit a home run like crazy, but can't hit the curve, can't hit the you know change up. Um, Jake Taylor, he's you know too good. To, you know he had a stellar career, however his knees started going out. No one's heard really Mays Hayes, and then you know he's who he is. So it's like. They have the players, but yeah. Dorn can hit, but he can't field for shit. Dorn, if you give me that Olay shit one more time. God, when Lou pissed on the contract, it was like one of the funniest moments. It was just a short movie. little, just a little, 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 little quick piss. That was so funny. If you give me that Olay shit one more time. <laughs> That's where we first learned that Lou doesn't mind just having his dick out anytime he wants. <laughs> you want to cover up? No, I'm good. I'm too old to go I'm jumping into lockers. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so like you know the the owner, she tries to she destroy she gives him the rackety uh plane. Then she's supposed to get them the new tub with like the heater, but then they don't. So <laughs> the then boat, they, the they put a boat motor in. It's like dangerous. Uh, <laughs> not to break all the premise of the movie, but all of that could in no way, shape, or form happen because oh. of the players' union. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like that's just not legal. It's still like a major league baseball team <laughs> who yeah. have a like a very highly protected union who yeah. like contractually make sure players don't have to deal with that bullshit. Well, uh, yeah, they just fit it into the the eighty slobs versus snobs thing. Like, <laughs> the, the, oh, we're, they're always trying to screw us over. <laughs> it, it's like they, you know, we're, we're just we're not going to break the fourth wall here. You know, it's like yeah, I I know there's all the real stuff, but I, it it just makes the movie in that way of uh, an owner were trying to do everything possible to get rid of their teams it's just like yep it's also funny to set it up as a the snobs versus the slobs as keith keeps saying even though as was already pointed out making the league minimum these guys are twice the money of (laughs) of a medium household and like why does jake taylor have no money if he had like a pretty solid career because they made it out that he just spent it all because he just, you know, would oh, hate, he would go to any floozy and then he went to Mexico, drugs, and women. <laughs> drugs women and, yeah. you know, rock and roll, man. 
Mm-hmm. God, this movie could have used some nudity. Yeah, they they really should have like used that R a little more. Um, like Jake Taylor should have been in bed with a just a nice big titted uh, <laughs> Mexican lady or something like just a little bit of nudity. I need I need some Predator Two nudity in this movie. I I have to apologize that uh, Major League Two would be PG, and then PG PG, and then wow. the Wait, next it's full PG. Wow. Yeah. Granted, though, nineteen early nineties PG. Oh, that was different. It's PG thirteen. It's kind of a yeah. It's the PG thirteen equivalent. Do they even make PG movies anymore? Kids <laughs> I mean, movies. Kids movies. That's yeah. about it. But oh, nothing yeah. like, like nothing Paw like Patrol this. movie is yeah. a PG movie. So like, but, like nothing like this. Like nothing like when the you know when he gets uh, ejected and tells the ref to blow him. You know, it's like yeah, that's not that not that type of PG type yeah. stuff. Well, when you think about it, like you can get old PG movies where there's nudity. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact: in 1989, when the movie was released, the Indians did finish sixth place with a record of 73 and 89. However, the Yankees were 74 and 87, finished fifth. It was the first of four straight lo- losing seasons, one of the lowest era- eras for the storied franchise. Uh, another fun stuff is I like the. Um, I watched it with the producer and they brought up um, Jabu and then the old timey picture about G- bringing up Jesus Christ. The producer is about to lose her shit. It's that like, was so funny. We're really talking about religion in this movie. I'm like, Hank, give it two seconds. And then like they disrupt it right away. You know, it's like, yeah, the way they do it is actually super fucking funny because like they go back and forth. We're like, when um, Jabu or Jabu. No- when Serrano yeah. is like in moments of peril, he's like praying to Jesus Christ. But then the old timey pitcher has Jabu in the bullpen with him when he's warming up for the last game. Well, because they make the joke of the fact that the old old timey pitcher drinks Jabu's tequila and yeah. then his, as rum, he, his rum. rum and then he walks out and the first thing happens is someone loses their bat. bat. And yeah, <laughs> that part was the, the flight, the, the noise it made and he just falls over unconscious. Jabu needs a refill. <laughs> he gets hit right away. Uh, that might have been f- like the that might have been like the peak joke. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so also, funny. just the jokes about Jesus, where he's like, yeah. I, I'm down with Jesus, but Jesus doesn't help me hit the curveball." Are you <laughs> trying to say Jesus Christ doesn't know how to hit a curveball? Curve well, that was yeah, the I wrote that line down. Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. <laughs> Just so uh, God, like that bits. And then one of my favorite throwaway lines in the movie was when the shitty first baseman for the Yankees was walking up to Taylor. He's like, Taylor, what are you doing back here? How's your wife and my kids? Yep, love that line. I wrote that one down too. <laughs> How's your I was wife like, and God my kids? damn, that's a good line. And then he hits a grand slam. <laughs> like, what a badass. Yeah, how's your wife and my kids? <laughs> uh, but uh, in the, um, what is it? The 2016 World Series with the Cubs and the Indians, the Cubs were actually the Indians were actually using Jabu. Like they brought in a Jabu, like played with that, like you know the inspiration stuff nice. type stuff. We're like we need some type of good luck charm, mm-hmm. and we're bringing Jabu. That's funny. Oh, the old '80s product placement was pretty, pretty funny too. I like. <laughs> they had a literal commercial in the middle of the movie. I love it. A 
a college team did that this year. <laughs> that exact exact same uh, commercial, but it's them promoting them going to the World Series. <laughs> like, hi, we're such and such. You may not know us, but we're baseball <laughs> players. And yeah. then it's just them, like the guy slides into home plate and it's like, uh, uh, you know, get your tickets now at this website. <laughs> well, yeah, they yeah, just did that good. current episode. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> and we're we're on the major league baseball team and we still can't get recognized. <laughs> the American Express card. Don't steal home without it. That's right. That was... No, I like uh, the, the the KFC one was funny. Like, hey, check out uh, this yeah, KFC yeah. bucket. But the funny thing is, like the besides the one commercial, their product placement wasn't like deliberate as like here, have a cup. You know, it's like yeah, Pedro wanted to uh serrano wanted to sacrifice a real chicken because, uh, because he's in a slump mm-hmm. what can we do you know then they bring him the kfc bucket you know, they're not you know they're not prominently showing the logo it's just like here try try this chicken instead of yeah. killing a real one in front of us and then setting up the line though for willie mays hayes later of like we should have got him the real chicken yeah, yeah. Got a real chicken good line uh the actor uh that paid um Pedro got emotional because of the uh in one of the scenes of them running onto the field for the playoff game and how they had like they had like 20,000 extras there to f- fill the whole the stadium and he's just like he got really emotional just to see like this is what really is and like a baseball yeah. player um a real baseball player told him like yeah this is for us like a- 162 times we get this feeling yeah because when we walk out you know That's cool <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, uh, what is it? Here we go. Um, really maze, you know, he would, uh, staple his pairs of gloves every yep. time he stole a base in the first 101 games, he stole 16 bases. Then they did the montage of them winning and stuff. At the end, he had 78 pairs. Yeah. So I was like, that dude stole like seven bases a game or something to end <laughs> the season. It was kind of like, what the fuck? So this is that he stole he stole sixty two, uh, that he stole sixty two bases in less than sixty games. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's not crazy if he has the speed that they build him up to have. Yeah. Well, when he ran, he ran in slow motion, so it's like. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he was going fast. I liked, but I like, I like. It's the fun stuff about this movie. It's like I liked. The really Maze Hayes character of like him just showing up saying he's the shit. And then he gets on the thing. First game, he's like, Well, my next my this is the first of my many of my Hall of Fame careers. Like, hey, your shoes untied. <laughs> God, that was such a that was a good bit. And then in spring training when he was stealing second base but came up short. Yeah. Uh also, Hayes didn't of- it feel like the Indians only played like four teams the entire season? Against the A's, the Twins, the Yankees, and the Brewers. (laughs) I think that was it. I think that's like the four teams we saw them play. And then, like in spring training, they played the Mariners and the Giants. Yeah. Um, I like the I like it's like I love the fact that you know we got everybody's personalities, but it's like these are one of those movies that they it it's not as I'll put in the wrestling terms. We're not stupid to know who's who. 
as they want to give us their own personality. And I like the idea of like Willie Mays Hayes, you know, he's going to wants to hit the home runs every time. And he's like, Hayes, if you get it, if that ball goes up in the air, you owe me 20 push-ups. Yeah, yeah. And like at the first game, pop up 20 push-ups instead of just running the base. Love it. <laughs> Love it. And he says, I'm about to put on a hitting display. Not yep. Yeah. <clears throat> that was a good line. Okay, can we talk about the dumb ending to the movie though? A mm-hmm. bunt to score someone from second. They put they that's one of those things they <laughs> they 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 showed it in the in the like first 30 minutes of the movie, the idea of Jake Taylor doing the uh you know, he's calling his shot and then oh my god, it's a bunt. <laughs> I don't mind it. I think it's you won't see that today, but I mean, you wouldn't see that ever because also that dude can't run. There's no way he's beating out a bunt. Yeah, it nah. seems like they just would have threw like threw him out. I mean, I guess that's not what happened. But no, I enjoyed it. It was kooky. It was, it was, it was more fun than just hitting like a two run home run or whatever. It's like example. We can go back, go back and watch um, Little Big League. The guy hits the home run and thinking that the twins are going to move on, but Griffey Jr. robs them. You know, it's like, you know, I liked it. I didn't mind it being a bunt. You know, it's unbelievable. It won't happen, but it's just like, well, he also, like, he wasn't had... a bunt. It was like a weird half swing. Never actually mm-hmm. like squares up to bunt. <laughs> he just kind of tapped it. Yeah. Oh, and I appreciated so, they did the, the old, the, like, the fun baseball outfielder thing of stealing the home run. That's what that, that always looks cool. It's, it's just like a, it's a, it's a cool play. There was one moment where they clearly hit the ball to deep right field, but then Willie Mays caught it in center. I was like, that yeah. ball wouldn't have gone to center field at all. <laughs> oh, you saw the ball go one way, but yeah. How many? Sh- Come on, guys. How many shots would it take to do this that once? Nope. Okay. They yeah. just the way that they portrayed the baseball in the movie was very poor, <laughs> and like the catchers were always like a million miles up in the air when they were catching like no one was actually kind of down in the squat it was very bizarre yeah the baseball there wasn't like the baseball action kind of wasn't great now that i'm thinking about it like that kind of i guess like the characters were the focus yeah, yeah. i mean it was yeah. mainly the baseball yeah. players and then the shitty love story of two terrible people <laughs> the scene in the library was kind of ha- kind of hack <laughs> yeah i have a way better body okay yeah. I guess that's uh, just teaching us that we know she's shallow. Yeah, that's true. A, there was an alternate ending that they wanted to do of the owner admitting that she, uh, that uh, if they did not have a good uh, good season, the team would, might have gone bankrupt. And she apologized for her bitchy persona and stuff. And everyone, <laughs> people saw that and was like, nope, I don't want to see that. We're good. Uh, let's reshoot it to the fact that she's in misery while the Indians are (laughs) celebrating their win. Doesn't she have a bit of a turnaround in the next one, though? Because we'll find out. We'll find out, you know, (laughs) because she's Um, gone and then comes back. We'll find out. That'd be a fun story. We'll see. I I like the idea of her like redemption arc. That sounds fun. (laughs) We'll find out. Um, But no, her character is. No, no, are, are we really worried about Major League Two spoilers? <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, her character is based on the uh, late Rams owner, Georgia Frontier, because she's because she, this is the idea because she took the Rams from LA to St. Louis. 
And then, so this... funny enough, the current owners would do the sh- same shitty thing to take them from St. Louis back to L.A. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, besides some of the, you know, uh, quote lines, throwing the uh, heater, Ricky, just bit outside, you know, they gave us the X version. That's the artist of Wild Thing, which is now uh, a current AEW's wrestlers theme song. That comes uh, out too. Yeah, it was weird because I loved that song as a kid and it just fit everything in the movie. But listening to it now and like how I hate it as an intro for a wrestler, I'm like, this song is lost a little bit to magic <laughs> to me in this movie. I, I won't lie. I prefer uh, it's John Moxley and I prefer his original AEW theme song. <laughs> but like the funny thing about this, the wild thing is there was a pay-per-view a couple months ago and it was like a 10-man free-for-all. And what they did is they played Wild Thing for the first 10 minutes on loop, like a new Jack. Oh, until, Jesus. Until someone destroyed the uh, the the machine. to So, for like, the first 10 minutes, it was just on loop. And everyone's like, hell yeah, play it again. Then they cut to somebody just destroying the music. It's like, you go to hell just to get that heat. So, um, but yeah, um, you know, the... You know, it's that fun stuff of, you know, we talked about the glasses for uh, Vaughn, but it's like the fun thing of his him spring training and it's him throwing the, his pitches to the the stand in <laughs> and it's just destroyed. Love it. That was funny. Yeah, the, the glasses thing to me almost it almost came off like a like a joke. Like that was the like it was like someone's jokey plot punch up line. Like, oh, it's just give they like needed an excuse for him to have the badass skull glasses, so they had to like, well, how about this? He can't see straight. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Yeah. But I think you know. I think overall, it sounds like we all enjoyed this movie. I think you know. If I ask what was the thing you didn't like, it's just the love story. Well, and you know the old timey racism. <laughs> yeah, good. You know, thirty years ago, it's fine. Yeah, um, we're in. We're in time machine. Back then, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, Keith, it still back wasn't then. awesome back then. Back yeah, then, because was... of the love story, it felt like a sixty-minute movie to me because I just wanted to not have to deal with the shitty love story. Yeah, it could have been just hour hour forty-seven is a little long for this kind of movie. <laughs> yeah, if you if you took the love story out, it's about an hour twenty, so yeah. it'd be fine. But, um, crazy enough, uh, the budget for this movie was only uh, eleven million. Wow. I didn't feel that crazy. I mean, outside of, I mean, I guess you did have a pretty loaded cast, but I mean, they shot in like what three places? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the gross for this movie was only domestic. There was no international, and it was forty nine million. Damn, that's pretty big in nineteen eighty nine. So let's go to the box office for April seventh through the ninth of nineteen eighty nine. Coming in number interesting. T- coming number ten in sixteenth week with one point one. Dangerous Liaisons. Um, I've never heard of that movie. I've heard of it, but I don't know it. I've never seen it. I've heard about it. <laughs> it's a Glenn Close, John Malkovich movie. Yeah. It looks like it takes place in the long time ago. Come, we're coming in number nine in its eighth week with 1.5 million. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Hell yeah. Nice. Number eight in its sixth week with 1.5 million and change. Lean on me. Coming in number seven in its fourth week with 1.7 million. The Rescuers. Hell yeah. Nice. Classic Disney movie. Yeah. 
coming in at number six in its first week with 2.4 million. Uh, Dead Calm. It stars Sam Neill and Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I definitely um, don't know that ooh, movie. I like Sam Neill. Uh, it's one of those things of a stranger shows up and then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> number five in its fourth week with three million. Fletch Lives. It's the Chevy, Chevy Chase, Chase sequel to Fletch. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know Fletch had a sequel. It has another one too, and a reboot because John Hamm's in it as Fletch. <laughs> so, uh, coming in at number four in its first week with three million, Cyborg. It's a John Claude Van Damme movie. That's it. Mar- sounds familiar. As a martial artist hunts a, a killer in in a plague infested urban dump of a future. Whoa, whoa, sounds- whoa! Shot Claude Van Damme did a martial arts movie. <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but he did. Uh, coming in number three in its seventeenth week with four million, Rain Man. Oh yeah, mate, that's a major movie. Uh, coming in at number two in its first week with five point seven, the Dream Team. It's a Michael Keaton, Christopher Lloyd movie. Is I've seen it. It's like four four people, four guys in the Looney Band are taken to a Cubs game, and their um, therapist gets killed while they're being out. So Jesus. it's so it's it's a con con artist type Michael Keaton who runs the show. This sounds it's, kind it's, of like a fun movie. It is a fun movie. It really <laughs> is a fun movie. Um, but yeah, it's Michael Keaton, David, uh, Christopher Lloyd, Peter Boyle. He's the dad from Ray Romano and Young Frankenstein. It's actually pretty funny. So, uh, I'm sorry. Did you just say Frankenstein? I yeah, was hoping we wouldn't let that one go. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Because that's the joke in Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah. I like oh, saying okay. that. So that means number one in its first week with 8.8 million Major League. The ratings IMDb gives us a 7.2 out of 10. Ron Tomato is all critics given an 83. Top critics gives it a 67. Audience gives it an 84. And a funny fact about the reviews on this movie, Roger Ebert straight up did not review it, which is interesting. Like he just, refused you know, to? Or... Oh, no, he didn't refuse to. He He's just because I was looking for it and I found his Major League Two review. And I was just reading through it. He's like, oh, maybe I'll find a link for it on there. And there's a little line that says, well, I didn't see the first one. So, <laughs> Oh, weird. <laughs> Weird to review Major League Two and have yeah. never seen the first one. Yeah, like I feel like Major League One is pretty well regarded, like in culture and society, or like people like forgot, this movie. <laughs> forgot that one, huh? Yeah. So as forgot that about the first one, we forgot what we're gonna do our rankings. So I have a couple in mind, and I gotta see what you think. We have, are we gonna rank movies? We're gonna do our MVP, right? Can we? Should we do favorite? It. Should we do MVP and favorite player? Could be different. You know what I mean? Like your MVP of the movie could have been this guy, but your favorite player was I like this favorite person? player. Favorite player is good. Okay. Because, um, I mean, yeah, we'll always have, like, who's the best actor of the movie. Yeah. But, like, who's do, your favorite player? We should do, like, a golden glove, like a best play, like a best, best, like... I was best, gonna say best wh- moment, best moment. I was gonna say yeah. the best winning moment, because, like, every, yeah. sh- like, every movie has the, like, classic end of, like... yeah end game yeah. winning moment so like best okay. winning moment okay sounds good to me um so like example we'll do uh who is your mvp of the movie 
Oh, we're gonna jump right into MVP. Um, well, okay, okay, fine. Favorite player. Let's do favorite player. Uh, Willie Mays Hayes has always been my favorite player. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hard time not doing wild thing. So I, I gotta Vaughn. Do, yeah, Vaughn for me. I'm 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 Vaughn with this one. <laughs> uh, winning moment. It's just them. Uh, the bunt. You know, the bunt. Uh, MVP. Uh, I'm going Harry Doyle. I'm doing Bob Euchre. Nice. He's fantastic. I'm going to do the manager. Yeah, I'm going to say Lou. I'm going to do Lou. I thought yeah. Lou, like, I mean, Euchre is like the heart and soul of the movie, but yeah. Lou is like what makes the movie work. Yeah. And then movie, it's just since we're on the first one, it's number one. Yeah. So, so uh, let's glaze some stars. I don't remember how the opening song went. I I'll just do da 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 glaze. I'm just gonna do <laughs> glaze, got, glaze I'm ball. A, I'm gonna do a different uh, Randy Newman song, which I'll probably go. do when we pick Toy Story at some point. But Yikes. you got a glaze in me. Oh, you ruin it for this. No. <laughs> just do the charge one. Just do charge, but instead of charge, it's glaze. I gotta glaze. remember to like write down what songs happen in the movie and build my glaze song. The glaze is on. The glaze is on. <laughs> All right, Keith, what do you want to give this movie? Ooh, okay. So it's a pretty, you know, it's pretty s- solid movie. Like the relationship thing is kind of annoying, but nah, whatever, it needs it. I'm going to go... However, I don't see myself like wanting to fire this movie up in life all that much to like ooh, i don't feel like watching major league mm-hmm. but uh i'll go but it's tech it's good i'm gonna go 3.75 four four stars four. Oh wow wow four, yeah, it's, four. It's, it's tight it's like it's, it's, it's a tight story uh the the movie didn't age well which is gonna affect my star rating yeah i probably should have taken that into account <laughs> um, no you're fine keith the love story I think the movie could have done without it and thought it detracted from the movie, adding nothing to it, but still it's an iconic movie, a great movie from my past. The comedy is still pretty goddamn funny within the movie, uh, but I'm going to go three and a half. Uh, um, just talking about this, you know, I, I was, I started at three and a half and I'm like, after we start talking, I'm like, I'm with Keith. I'll just give it a four because it's the fun fact of like, sure, the love story is dumb, but it's just, you know, the characters, it's the actors in this movie that really carries it for me. And it's, um, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed all the, all the actors and it's just, you know, the fun little wits and one liners or anything like that. But yeah, four for me. That brings major league in at a 3.8. Tying it with Ocean's Eleven for our third favorite, our third highest rated movie of 2022, behind The Thing, 1982, and The Batman. You're going to say something, Keith? Oh, no, I was just saying, I haven't, it was fun to watch a sports movie. It's like, I haven't yep. watched a sports movie in a long time. And, oh, yeah. wait, I didn't scroll up high enough. It's actually tied for fourth as, lo- as well with uh, Beverly Hills Cop, because our top movie of the year, of course, is still The Matrix. Okay. 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 I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah, it was fun doing a sports movie. It's like, I have other sports movies I want to do. However, I need to plead my case for some stuff. 
and I, I mean, it's like your picks. You never have well, to please well, your well, for anything. I do though for uh, one movie. <laughs> like it's, and I would like to do. I would like to do the. I mean, do this. I mean, come around when it's my turn next, and I mean, plead my case for this movie, and see if it happens. If not, I have something in backup. I just want to, you know, make the audience, you know, have some fun with it. If not, whatever. Then I just get shot down and cry at home more but that one this brings then to major league as we're moving on to next week as we're moving five years in the future for 1992's 92 you said 94 94 yeah uh 94's major league two yeah 94 we're gonna go five years in the future however the movie it's only going to go one year in the future. Uh, nice. Nice. So next week here on Fake Movie Experts, we'll be talking about Major League Two. You can go, you can go to nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com, where you can find all of our blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can listen to all of our stuff on the Apple, the Spotify. You can also find all of us on all on the social medias, the Twitter, the Facebook, and the Instagram. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. Throw them the heater. <laughs> <laughs>